This is an out loud reading of one of our latest YouTube videos. To find us, go to youtube.com slash redditreaders or click the link in the description below. Thank you so much for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to another post from r slash let's not meet, the subreddit where people post their stories of their spine tingling encounters. Today's post, a panhandler followed me through every city, convinced we were dating. When I went to stay with my brother, he came to rescue me. Wendell was a panhandler near my college. I always gave him my change when I had extra. Usually, I keep a hard rule not to give money to individuals because I give it to known local charities instead, where I can be sure the money is going to a specific cause. This one panhandler, though, he always sang opera music, quite beautifully, all things considered. Even though it was clear he was begging for money due to poverty and being homeless, not bulking for tips, I always thought it was admirable that he was trying to perform a service in exchange for the money. And I don't like carrying coins, so I gave what I could. It wasn't much, barely a dollar each time. I would occasionally strike up conversations with Wendell, even if I didn't have any money for him. He liked to make students laugh with the funny impressions or jokes. He was a bit older. I'm an undergrad. He was probably 40s to 50s. So we'd mostly have quick chats about the news or the weather or whatever. Nothing deep. Sometimes he'd randomly share something so intimate that I feel obligated to reciprocate with something at least superficially personal. Like he'd blurt out that he almost went to college on a baseball scholarship, but drugs ruined everything. And I'd be like, oh wow, I'm sorry to hear that. I play volleyball. Not for scholarship though. I'll see you around, okay? Once Wendell called me over while I was walking with a professor, who is my advisor, and I didn't want to be rude, so I went over just to say a quick hello and introduced my advisor. When we walked away, my advisor was pretty clearly horrified and asked why Wendell knew me by name. I explained our little friendship. He said the homeless in this city weren't like the homeless in my smaller town back home. I figured he was being elitist, and I think he could tell I hadn't taken him seriously, because after we dropped the subject, just before I left, he reiterated that I shouldn't forge friendships with the homeless population in the city, or even give them money, because the chronically homeless, the ones on the streets enough that you could get to know them, tended to have criminal or addictive histories. I was surprised, because my advisor is usually pretty progressive and compassionate, so I appealed to him with, Wendell is a victim of a post-capitalist society and all the other things I learned in his very own class, but he wasn't having any of it. Basically saying, however, Wendell became chronically homeless, now he was, and I should act accordingly. So my professor strongly implored me not to continue even talking to Wendell at all. I kind of shook my head thinking, okay, boomer, and if anything, felt fortified by the warning, like it was a confirmation that I was a radical doing the right thing, leading a new path, breaking down the barriers, bettering society. I got closer to Wendell and shared more about my life with him. But the very next time I talked to Wendell, he was very irritable and distant, and I wasn't sure why. Until he said, so your boyfriend, you two live together or what? And I had no idea what he was talking about. I said, what boyfriend? And he said, the guy I met from yesterday you were walking down the street with. And I laughed, explaining it wasn't my boyfriend, it was just my academic advisor. 
Then all of a sudden, he wasn't irritable anymore. He was as chatty as he'd ever been. I probably should have taken that as a red flag, but I didn't think about Wendell much at all then. I only saw him once or twice a week, and only for a few minutes. It was around then that Wendell started bringing me gifts. I'd pass him and he'd have a flower for me or a metal machine piece. I never refused because I figured it was a means of preserving his dignity when accepting money, like with his opera singing. One of my roommates did remark on the flower once, and when I explained, she said it was weird. I thought she was also just being elitist and that I was enlightened, bridging the class divide, and superior to her neoliberal paranoia. I mean, come on, it was just a flower. My advisor clocked all this, so brought it up with me again a while later, saying he was worried I was being manipulated. I tried to tell him about Wendell's opera singing and impressions, and how he even almost went to college, but then I remember the reason he lost his baseball scholarship, and I stopped short. Looking at it through that lens kind of made me reconsider the whole thing. I thought about what my professor had said, sparing the details. We did talk for like a half an hour, and I finally connected the dots that Wendell did have a history of drug use, and he did sometimes mention how a previous girlfriend, overreacting to something he'd done, had derailed his life besides the drugs. So I decided maybe I should think about distancing myself a little. But very shortly after, the pandemic hit and classes went virtual. So to save on rent, I went home to my parents' house, still in the state, but not near campus at all. About three weeks into being home, I was watching a friend's Insta story when I heard Wendell singing opera in the background. And I thought, oh, I forgot all about him. Hope he's doing all right. And that was that. I kept watching different stories. Later that night, something about the story kind of stuck in my gut. It had popped into my mind a few times subconsciously, and I ignored it, but it kept coming back, so I decided to go and watch it again. That's when I realized my friend's video wasn't from our college town. It was from my much smaller hometown, which is nowhere near my college. That freaked me out a little, but I figured everyone moved around when the pandemic hit. My town isn't that small. It isn't that far from the college. It was probably a coincidence. I really wanted to mention it to my parents. They had always warned me against talking to homeless people. Besides, like, can I buy you a meal? So I felt too embarrassed to explain the situation to them. Especially since it was probably a coincidence and I would sound so conceited if I were like, he definitely followed me because aren't I just so great that he's probably obsessed with me? We have a type 1 diabetic in the family, so we took quarantining very seriously. I figured, I'll never see him anyways. I'm not going out anytime soon. It doesn't matter where he is. And nothing happened. Well, one thing. A girl from my high school who also ended up at my college called me and in summary said, This is going to sound really weird, but I feel like I should say something. I was downtown and a beggar asked me about you. Like, specifically you. He knew you were on club volleyball. He knew your major. I didn't tell him anything, but I thought you should know. I was pretty alarmed at first because how would he know I know this girl? But once we talked, I learned she'd been wearing a sweatshirt from our college. So I thought about it and decided he probably saw that sweatshirt, figured she might know me from college since we were both from this town, and was just trying to find out how I was doing. I thought it was sweet, 
Also a little weird, but he was a little weird, and that was part of his charm. I thanked her, but told her not to worry about it. Besides, I wasn't in town much longer anyways. I had decided to go live back near campus. It was impossible to get my coursework done with my whole family around all day. So I went back to campus a while later. Didn't think about Wendell at all, until I saw him back on the same corner just a week after I returned to campus. Okay, even I knew at that time that something was wrong. I stopped giving him money, stopped talking to him, but I was so humiliated by how high and mighty I had been insisting that nothing was wrong and everyone else was being paranoid and elitist that I decided not to tell anyone what I had noticed. I was already barely leaving my apartment, never going on campus, and his usual spot was right by campus. I felt bad about potentially hurting his feelings or reading too far into the situation, but I figured he'd get the message, and better safe than sorry. After finals, I decided to visit my brother, in a different state. His roommate had moved home, leaving an extra bed, so I drove up to his place to celebrate the end of the year and get away from it all. About the ninth day in, I was woken up way earlier than usual. When my brother isn't working or in school, he sleeps until noon. The sound of my brother talking at the door. I got up to see what was going on, because we weren't seeing anyone. We stayed totally quarantined. His state was being hit hard. My brother was talking nicely to someone outside through a crack in the door, but when he turned, he looked royally pissed at me. He turned back outside and said, hold on here. He closed the door, despite the other guy protesting, but I couldn't hear what he said exactly. My brother immediately got in my face and whisper yelling said, mom and dad are gonna kill you. I had no idea what he was talking about, but my first thought was the cops had come to arrest me for something. It was the only logical thought I could generate first thing in the morning. The only thing I could imagine being arrested for was my fake ID which I only even used to get into concerts, and obviously none had been around lately, so I was really in shock. But my brother was still going. As best as I can remember, because I was panicked at this point, he was saying, and I'm gonna kill you. This is so not cool. You didn't even ask? I wouldn't have said yes anyway, but you didn't even think to ask? I realized that didn't align with being arrested, so finally I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, you're dating a 40-year-old guy, older, 45 maybe, of all the people out there. I mean, Jesus, dad's going to kill you and then have a heart attack and die, which will kill mom. And you invited him to my house while we're supposed to be social distance. You two can go to a hotel because he isn't coming in here. I wasn't a dick to him out of respect for you. But if he doesn't leave now, that's going to change. So I had no idea what he was talking about. None. I hadn't connected any of the pieces yet, because you've got to remember, Wendell was such a small part of my life until this point. I almost never saw him or thought about him. My whole world had been turned upside down by a pandemic and the preceding few months. He was background noise, faint background noise, compared to all the other stuff I had going on. So I just said the first thing that came to my mind, dude, I don't know why you're getting so mad at me. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't know what you're talking about. Someone's got the wrong house. My brother looked like he was ready to rip my face off. He said, we're adults. Come on, don't effing lie to me. 
I'm not mom and dad. We can't deal with this if you're going to lie to my face. And I said I wasn't lying. And I think he could tell from my expression and tone that I genuinely was serious. So now he was as confused and irritated as I was. And he was like, he didn't just vaguely say he was here for his girlfriend. He used your name. He rattled off a ton of exact info. I think he said you, yeah, uh, yeah. He said you guys had a fight and he was here to work things out. Now, I've been looking for a boyfriend for a long time, so I was half thinking, huh, maybe dreams do come true. Might as well see who it is. But I was also starting to feel a bit sick in the pit of my stomach, because it would be one thing if this happened on campus or back home. But I had changed states. My brother moved to this state for school, and I don't know anyone here but him and his friends. So I finally did the obvious thing and looked through the peephole. I almost didn't recognize him at first, because he had showered, shaved, and changed into clean clothes for the first time since I've known him. But sure as shit, it was Wendell standing on my brother's doorstep, hundreds of miles from his original corner. I was so scared I couldn't speak. My heart was pounding like I was slipping under deep water with my legs tied. I just backed away from the door and sat down on the couch and tried to collect myself. My brother thought this was me affirming that there really was some secret older boyfriend who had just made himself known. So it took a minute for him to cut off his ranting and his dramatic, what will grandma think stuff. Finally, he realized I was tearing up and he sat down, calmed down, and apologized and said we'd figure it out. And I whispered, still out of breath, no, you don't understand. He followed me here. My brother still didn't get it. What? You didn't want him to come here? What was your fight about? He was still thinking the guy was my boyfriend. I managed to repress my panic enough to explain the broad strokes to him, but I don't think he fully grasped how creepy it was in the moment, because he was like, you're shitting me, that's hilarious. I'll take care of this. He went to the door and called from behind it. Yo, just checked, she's not here. Must have packed out this morning. You should do the same. I'm taking this social distancing real serious. And he winked at me. That's when, as my brother says when he tells the story, it got real. Wendell said, you're lying. I heard her in there. Tell her I'm sorry. I don't know why she's been avoiding me, but I got cleaned up for her and I'll take her anywhere she wants to go. Tell her that. Tell her. And don't lie. I'll know if you lie. That rubbed my brother the wrong way. And he said back, bro, you're not taking her anywhere. Now get off my deck before we have a problem. And Wendell sounded like he was walking away, but instead he was going over to the window. When I saw him staring, he looked different than I'd ever seen him. Even then, a few seconds earlier when I glanced through a peephole, his clothes were clean, but they didn't fit or match. His eyes were bugged out of his head, white stuff caked on the corners of his mouth I hadn't noticed at first, shaking, just kind of disconnected from reality. He started banging on the window, shouting things like, That's my girlfriend! You can't keep her in there! You little bitch ass! Let her out! You bitch ass! Let her out! Let her out! I'm coming, baby! I'm coming! I couldn't tell if it was meant as a threat or a reassurance. I was so scared. I was too scared to run. Or even move. I think my brother was almost as surprised by the sudden outburst. He was rolling up his sleeves like he was preparing to go out there, and I was trying to make my voice work to beg him not to. 
but I was so anxious, scared, embarrassed, and sad that I had missed all the signs leading up to this, all the opportunities to prevent it, that our friendship was never the wholesome thing I thought it was. Though, of course, that's something I had already begun to grapple with before this day. It had so many thoughts swirling in my head, fear being chief among them. All I could do was scream, not words, just a scream, and cover my ears to drown the whole situation out. Before my brother could charge out the door, he's an athletic guy, but I don't think he's ever actually been in a physical fight. Wendell punched through the window. Nothing actually happened when he punched through, and there was an eerie moment of silence where nobody moved. I think I even stopped screaming. But when he pulled his hand back, all hell broke loose. A fair amount of blood started spurting out when he pulled his hand back through the glass. The things he was shouting started to make even less sense, along the lines of, Look what you did to me! This is a test! I told you I couldn't be stopped, bitch ass! And the look in his eyes got even more distant. I think the sight of the blood, which has always made my brother really squeamish, made him realize that this was real, and he finally yelled, Damn it, sis! Call 911! While he leaned against the door, which Wendell was now repeatedly running into, even though he was nowhere close to breaking it down. I don't even remember making the call, but apparently I did, because within 10 minutes the police arrested Wendell without resistance. He kept trying to tell them his girlfriend was trapped in the house, and he'd come all this way to save her. My poor brother was even momentarily handcuffed and had to explain he hadn't taken me hostage. Probably one of the most haunting memories of the whole event is, as they carted Wendell away for a rest, he started singing opera music. I've learned a lot of important common sense and life lessons from this saga, but most of all, Wendell, let's not meet. And that's going to wrap up today's post. What a ride! Let us know your thoughts about this one in the comments below. If you liked the video, please leave a like or a comment. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to hear more and see more posts from r slash let's not meet and other subreddits when they come out on the channel, please subscribe. As always, thank you so much for watching and for listening. Hey everyone! We hope you're enjoying our readings of popular Reddit posts. We love providing this service so that you can listen to these podcasts to pass the time, to fall asleep to, or to be entertained while still staying safe on your commute to work. We love to have the freedom to cover even more posts, but the recording and editing is time-consuming work and doesn't pay the bills. If you feel you're getting regular value out of these episodes, please consider supporting us with a small monthly donation. You can donate easily by visiting anchor.fm slash reddit readers and clicking on support this podcast. Every little bit helps, even if it's just enough to cover our morning cup of coffee. As always, thank you so much for listening.